0: Hello and happy the last day of May. We're just about to June. Um, I'm going to get to some of the podcast numbers um, right after this drop just to tell you all how th- th- this month was absolutely crazy, <laughs> to say the least. But for today's episode, going to do another uh, player season review. I think I've done basically the entire top six now. I've done Sid, I've done Jake, I've done Brian Rust. I have done Evgeny Malkin, I've done Jason Zucker. Um, I'm probably m- missing um, – one well yeah the other the other player that was most in the top six most of the year was Danton Heinen. so he is going to be gotten to today and then for the rest of the offseason we're gonna at times you know sometimes I'll have the days where I don't do player season reviews um but the rest will be have the bottom six players and then but most of the defense and then um the goaltender. So today will be Danton Hydan season review how he did what I would look to do with him over the off season you know what contract um what number like makes sense for him. Also going to get into a player who has had history with this team. Does it make sense to bring him back on a little bit of a flyer? Maybe as a power play specialist or, you know, see if there's anything there left at even strength. Going to go into his numbers and, of course, a couple other things um, as well. So that's all coming up right after this drop. Your Locked On Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter, at penguins. Of course, as I literally sit back down, um, I notice our pool, our pool bag is right back here on YouTube, but you know, I've been trying to, I've been trying to keep this place as, as, you know, as clean as it can be, but you know what, whatever that that can slide at least for um, one day. Everything else I think is mostly uh, pretty good, but um, yeah, we've made it to the last day of May, 30,000 downloads this month. I cannot say enough how great you all are for supporting this podcast. That's easily the best month in this show's history. And I've been doing this for getting close to three years. At this point, I started back in the fall of 2019 as a, as a senior in college, Uh, I'll be 25 uh, this year. So um, just can't thank you all enough for supporting the podcast. 30,000 monthly downloads is something I never thought I would ever see. Um, When I took this, I was like, you know what, you know, I just gonna be, it's going to be like an escape for me to really talk about the team. I was still writing about them, but you know, kind of wanted to transition and try new stuff. But you know, I just, I never thought the podcast, you know, would, would do these kind of numbers to say the least. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. New month now, i am not expecting to hit 30K this month? Obviously, it would be a dream come true if I did. Uh, I know the off is going to have a little bit less content because people, you know, they have other stuff going on with their lives. But you no, know, my job is still to bring you all uh, Daily Penguins content for the month of June. July is, I think, when it's going to go down to three, at least after the first half of the month, I'm pretty sure. Um, and then, you no, know, it'll be, you know, Full full on, off season mode for the show. But let's let's jump right into it. So today's player season review is, of course, Danton Heinen, and he played seventy six games this year, had eighteen total goals, fifteen of them were at even strength. Remember, I mean this was a bargain signing, Byron Hextall. I mean he didn't even get two million on that deal. I'm pretty sure it was like a one year one million dollar deal, and uh, he he outplayed that excuse. Uh, he outplayed that well. I almost had something wrong with my eye. Um, he outplayed that and then some. Uh, it was really not even close. Um, 865 minutes at 5v5 this year. 54% of the shot attempts at even strength. So when he was on the ice, the Penguins were just getting all these attempts to the net. Goals for 45, 38 again. So 54% of the actual goals um expected goals though 56.8%. That is um the second best of his career going back to 2017-18 when he was with the Boston Bruins. Um when he was on the ice the Penguins at 57.3%. Again, that's the second highest number of his career going back to the 2017-18 season. High danger 58% of the high danger chances for the Penguins when he was on the ice. That is a career high um 51.8% of the high danger goals and then his on-ice shooting percentage was 9.1 this year that was a queer high. And honestly, that's not really that high. I mean, it was below 10%, you know, if if it was somewhere like, you know, 14, 15, 16%, then I would probably be like, okay, this is probably going to go down here a little bit. But, you know, it was really not that much higher from last year. You know, I mean, he only shot 7.69%. And last year he had, let me just make sure I got this right, um, six 5v5 goals. I, be- I, be- I believe he had uh, seven total goals um, with the Ducks. From what i remember correctly so you know his shooting percentage didn't really go up that much you know there's just this year he was actually finishing and capitalizing on his chances while also playing in a better system and you know that that was the big thing you know i said when they signed him it was a couple days after free agency last year i was like you know this is a player that he needed a change of scenery he's going from a team that was very defense first to a team that is offense first in a system where you know he can really you know use his shot as kind of like a, a deception, um, it, it definitely fools a lot of goaltenders to say the least. Um, his release is beautiful. Honestly, I know I talked about this a lot on the podcast during the season. He probably has one of the three best releases on this team, outside of Jake Ensel, probably Sidney Crosby too. I think he probably has the best release on this team, and it, it's not really close. Um, at, at least in my opinion. Um, I would love to see them bring him back. I don't really think there was anything bad with him or, or wrong with him this year. Uh, I liked when he played with uh, with Evgeny Malkin. I wish I had the hockey viz numbers um, in front of me. I just don't think I'm signed in. Um, I'm, I don't think I'm, I'm obviously not signed into it. it may, maybe during a commercial break. Now I'll pause the recording and then, and then log in and everything. But, I mean, you know, he he was he was a lot of fun to watch on that line. You know, they put him on there in the playoffs. Um, sometimes he would play on the third line with Jeff Carter. Still produced, basically. Why, and, yes, you know, Jeff, my, my good buddy, of course, gave me the easiest bet of all time. Said, you know, I'll, I'll pay you cockeye barbecue um, up in Ohio if he scores 10, ten or more goals. I'm like, uh, I, I will gladly uh, t- take that, that. that. That's for damn sure. And sure enough, you all I, I actually almost did double for nothing, but I'm like, "Mm, I don't, I don't want to risk it because then I would have had to buy him, um, So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take what I have and you know, well, you know, we will, we will roll with that. But now I was funny. I was able to log into hockey, Viz, Micah Blake McCurdy stuff and, you know, even strength offense this year, um, plus 8% relative to league average, a whole blob of red, um, in the front of the net, that just means, you know, he's getting to the high danger areas and he's getting his goals there. Another part of the heat map right above or right, almost right at the, the, the left face-off circle. Um, you know, and again, that that's where his release comes into play there. Um, just, you know, it's just, it, it's that good. Um, defensively uh, minus 0.2 expected goals against per 60 minus 5% in parentheses. Um, a lot of blue um, on the rink there. And, you know, the, the only the only spot where it's red where he was giving up chances when he was on the ice as a forward, right at the blue line. You know, you 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 look around this heat map, nothing at the circles, nothing in front of the net, nothing in that prime slot area about fifteen to twenty feet out, a little bit of red outside maybe the the right face off circle, but other than that, um he kept everything to the point. He was very good defensively, um, for the Penguins this year. Um it, it was it was it was pretty crazy um you know just just how good he was and you know i don't really think a lot of people were talking about it enough going into the season you know i think it was jesse marshall that had this pullback in september i think i was in Cancun at the time with my girlfriend and he was like you know what are you really looking forward to for the season i and i said you know what jesse you know an underrated thing Dan Heine, you know, he's coming over from a defensive first system. He did not have a good year with the Ducks. I want to see what he can do in an offensive-based system like he he was with Boston before he got traded. And sure enough, he was really freaking good. Now, as for what the Penguins should do moving forward, I think they should 100% bring him back. Um, I think it would be um, just really dumb if they didn't. I mean, he's obviously going to get a qualifying offer, and he should. Um, He's also an RFA, so they have his rights. Um, Sure. Could a team offer sheet him? Yeah, probably not going to happen, but um, this is a player that, you know, I would bring back for more than just a year. I would maybe do a two to three year deal. If you can get him for maybe around 3 million, um, I I would do that. I don't think he's, again, he's not going to ask for, I don't think 3.6 to 4 million per season or anything like that, or 3.5. I think, you know, you can get him for 2.5 to 3. That would be a pretty big steal. In my opinion, especially with, you know, the value that he brought to the team this year. And, you know, he's durable. You can play him in the top six, play in the bottom six, play him on the sugar and power play unit, play him on the penalty kill. You know, he was, he was very good uh, in the playoffs. If I refresh those stats here unnatural stats so still played in all seven games when he was on the ice the penguins had 52 percent of the shot attempts um not you know four to three to four for goals for goals against but 55.4 percent of the expected goals 52 percent of the scoring chances for the penguins and he was on the ice 59 percent of the high danger chances when he was on the ice and oh yeah he also had a couple goals um in that series he saw he shot 5.3 percent which is not even really um that high but, you know, he still was he still was still able to pot a couple of goals. The first one, um, one game three for the Penguins. Remember, the Rangers erased that three-goal deficit and then Heinen won the game uh, five to four with about nine minutes left in the third period. And then he got the other goal um, in game seven. So, you know, I am totally bringing him back. Um, you know, if obviously the Cat allows for it, I do think it will, even if the Penguins um, do bring back Evgeny Malkin and Chris Tank. Sorry that I keep appealing back here. Um, this Avalanche Oilers game is just on. Awesome. Crack, meth, whatever drug you want to call it. It's probably some of the best hockey um, I think I've ever watched. So that wraps up this first segment for what I would do with Dayton Heinen this year and just how good of a player um, he was. I want him to get more power play time next year on the second unit. Want him to get more PK time. Um, I thought he was a terrific fit with getting Malkin. I, I want to see more time between those two together because you know they weren't playing on a game by game basis obviously if Guinea Malkin was hurt for the first half of the year um if Gino does come back and they bring Heinen back as an RFA um I would like to see you know maybe like at least a 60 plus game sample size of those two together and and see if it works because you know for what they did this year um the, the numbers were pretty strong um to say the least so yeah definitely a big fan of him coming back Very good move by Ron Hextall. I know some people are not super high on him as a general manager. Trust me, you know, he's definitely had his misses. Um, But this one was surely a hit for the Penguins. Now, coming up in the next segment, we're going to get into um, this player that, you know, I'm curious to see if maybe the Penguins will take a flyer on. He is an old friend from a couple of the cup years. But before I get to that, you can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why should you choose to spend 30%? 50% 50% and even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business and so you have yourselves for over 20 years. The prices are live below for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, mortar oil, and even new carpet. You can go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. You go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, and you can write locked on in their how do you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable below prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That is rockauto.com. I'm back here on this episode of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You want to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Penguins. So um, I'm going to ask this question very, very just low-key here. Would anyone be opposed to feel the thrill coming back on a flyer? And yes, again, this is silly season. I have until July – to talk about free agents and I'm going to have plenty more I'm gonna to get to my take on this in just a second but I'm throwing that out there for you guys what do you all think about Phil the thrill coming back on a cheaper deal after what he did last this season and you know five goals uh, 33 points at 5v5 um made what um, total of eight million um f- for his cap paid I think six obviously 6.8 from Toronto um 1.2. <laughs> Uh, for the Penguins. But now he is a UFA and he can choose where he wants to go. He probably should have been traded the last couple of years. The Coyotes did, decided not to do that. I was very surprised that he was not traded at the deadline um, this year. And now um, – I almost just lost my train in the And now, you know, he doesn't have to be on a bad team anymore. He can go to a contender, maybe try to win another cup in his career. But, you know, the numbers this year, at least underlying – now, he's he slipped the last three years. You know, 49% of the, of the shot attempts for the Coyotes when he was on the ice in 2020. Year before that, 46.6% of the shot attempts for the Coyotes. And this year, the Coyotes only had 44% of the shot attempts with him um, at even strength, um, only 42% of the actual goals at 5e5. Um, when he was on the ice, the Coyotes gave up a nice 69%. Before that, 40 to 41%. I mean, these numbers have cratered. These last three years, expected goals percentage this year, 42%, only 42.7% of the swing chances when he was on the ice for the like coyotes, 41.5% for high danger chances for, and then um for high danger goals for 43.4% of those. I mean, going back to his um obviously his penguin days, you know, shot attempts-wise hovering in the 50 to 53 percent, you know, actual goals-wise with the penguins. 58%, 58%, 54%. Expected goals with the Penguins, you know, 54%, right around 50. Most of those years, scoring chance-wise, hovered around 50 um, decently. You know, the high danger-wise, a little below 40. But I also think, you know, Evgeny Malkin's obviously the, not the most defensively responsible center. Um, you know, maybe if it was super, super cheap, I wouldn't hate it. But based on these numbers, Jens, I, I just don't think it's a good idea. Um to bring him back. I mean again, like his his production has really just cratered these last few years. I mean, you know, funny enough the Penguins actually got out of that contract at the right time. And I, I know it didn't seem like it a few years ago when they did trade him, but the more I think about it and I understand that return was not that good. You know, Poj is the main the main player that's still there. He hasn't really come up yet too much. Got to see what they have in him. I think he was the main part of that trade from the beginning. Alex, Alex Galchenyuk was just a total failure. Um, I, I was super high on him. I thought he was going to be really good, and then all of a sudden, you know, he just he flat out stinks. But you no, know, eight total goals this year. This was the first time he's had less than ten goals in any season in the NHL. Even last year with the with the Coyotes, 20 goals, 43 points, 56 games before that with Arizona, 14 goals, 38 points. Even strength, um this year, you know, six of the eight actually came at 5v5. Uh two the other two um were from the power play. Um 12 of his I'm just making sure here real quickly. Um 12 12 oh wow. actually 12 of his 44 assists um came on the power play so he actually did have 32 assists um at 5v5 um this year even though natural stat trick is telling me that he had 28 total assists either hockey reference is just lying to me or you know the, the the numbers were just not updated yet but you know this was still you know production wise it's not bad from phil i mean playmaking wise but goal scoring wise i mean I just don't think he really moves the needle that much. And right as I turn around, the Avalon, oh, I thought Kel McCarr scored again. Uh, still seven to 5 um, you know that, that fooled me there. Um, <clears throat> again, though, I do think this is a player, you know, he's going to be wanted by teams. I'm sure he easily could have been traded by the Coyotes at the deadline here. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, <clears throat> you know, he, he's still a good player, but he's not nearly as close as he used to be. And I think you know that therein you know lies the issue. He's 34 years old. Um, I, you know I, I don't maybe he does a one year deal for a team. I would have to say it's going to be a two to three deal for a much lower cap And I mean maybe he gets four million. I probably would not pay him that at this point. But you know I, I know some people would be all for for Phil coming back just for the vibes and all that stuff. Me though, I just I, I'm not I'm not a big fan of it just because you know he's really regressed ever since he got traded. I mean, his shooting percentage just cratered. Um, his goal scoring has gone down uh, basically every, every year since the trade. Um, I, again, I know defensively um, it's not really his thing. You know, you look at um, hockey viz, um, plus 11% compared to league average. There's a whole blob of red um, in the defensive zone right in front of the net. That, that's not good enough. And, you know, part of that could be to due to playing on the Coyotes, who are one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Um, but even strength offense, you know, most of the red um, comes from below the right circle, dot. you know, to the side of the net not a lot of stuff from you know you know five ten feet out or even 50 to 15 to 20 feet out like in that prime time slot you know it's mainly just that that spot from the right circle where he's done his damage and again I just don't think that's good enough for him so that's my take on that um let me know what you all think you know do you think Phil Kessel you know should the Penguins take a flyer on him to potentially have him return you know could that be one of the changes? They they decide to make just because you know they're going to have to save you know cap space somewhere and you know bringing Phil in it may not be the worst idea, but it's one that you know I'm not really super big on, to say the least. Um so a little more to get to for this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast, so stick around for that coming up in our next segment. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host Hunter Hodies. You want to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at. LO underscore Penguins. So, you know, we've reached the final four here in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Lightning versus the Rangers, the Avalanche versus the Oilers. And that game one tonight has already been absolutely spectacular. I absolutely love watching these two teams go at it. The um, Eastern Conference final should be interesting. I mean, I, I think Tampa should win that series, but I also said the same thing for Carolina. And then they looked very unimpressive. And honestly, you know, again, I'm not trying to sound like a hater here or anything like that. It really is a shame that the Penguins did not finish off that series against the Rangers because they definitely could have taken down that version of the Hurricanes. You know, the, 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 it was, this year was prime for the taking for the Penguins. They're up three games to one. The vibes are good. You're 25 minutes away in game five. You're less than six minutes away in game seven. You know, Carolina, they didn't really look all that good against Boston. Sure, they won on home ice, but they looked terrible on the road. It comes to the second round against the Rangers. They absolutely steamrolled them in the – well, I shouldn't say steamroll them in the first two games. Uh, the Rangers gave game one away and then stunk in game two. They only scored one goal in the two games. But after that, Carolina just looked really bad. Uh, I have no idea um, what happened to them. That was not the same team I saw from the regular season, to say the least. Um, their special teams took a page out of the Penguins book in that series. Their power play in the playoffs, get this stat, kids, Seven for 54. I know the Penguins have their power play issues. Five on threes be damned. They're really bad. Five on fours have not been that good in the playoffs for the last couple of years. But uh, things could be worse. Uh, I will say that. Seven for 54 is an absolute disgrace. Uh, you, Whoever runs their power play should be fired. Um, you know, that, that, that really cost them the series, their penalty kill, which was, you know, you know, compared to the penguins penalty kill, which was really good for most of this year, it was even better than that unit. And it just went down to the face of the earth. I mean, the Rangers power play just owned them. And, you know, I I understand, you know, some of the takes people are saying, you know, it's, it's fluky for the Rangers, you know, how, how are they here? But, you know, again, Last I checked, ins, goaltending and special teams are very important parts of hockey. Sure, has there been a little luck for the Rangers to get this far? Yes, but I also will say this: any freaking team gets lucky. It get go when they go on a deep run. You have to get a bounce. You have to get calls that go their, your way. You have to get lucky saves. You have to get you know say a puck goes off a player's skate and in the net. You know that's that's playoff hockey. They're they're small sample size series, and at the end of the day, you know, sometimes, again, sometimes the better teams from the regular season don't end up winning the series. Or even during the playoffs, sometimes a team that outplays another team for most of the time does not always win. You have to live with it. It's whatever. Um, That said, you know, the Rangers, Igor Shostakov turned it on in that series. Their power play continued to be awesome. Five-on-five numbers be damned. I don't know if that's going to continue to hold against the Tampa Bay Lightning team that will bury them I think at 5-5. But you know what? The Rangers fan and their fans should probably not give a flying crap. They're here. It's the first time they've been there since 2015. They're not going to apologize for it. That's that it's, it's whatever, you know, congratulations to them. You know, I'll, I'll I have no problem, you know, being classier um whatever, you know, as I'm not You know, people have come in my mentions and say, Well, can you you, the Higgins blew a 3 1 lead? I'm like, Okay, I mean, I've seen the team, I'm 24 years old, I've seen the team win three championships since 2009. I, I, to be honest, I I do not care anymore. I got over that series in basically a day. Um, you know, the Jacob Truba stuff, I'm not gonna get into it. You know, the you know, he had a couple hits that maybe crossed the line, a couple others. You know, I think that last one last night was. Pretty clean, um, I should say. You know, it's definitely annoying that he puts himself in these positions. Um, you know, but under the league rules, it's a clean play. That's that, that's how they see it. There, there's not going to be any supplemental discipline, nor should there have been any supplemental discipline. Um, you know, you want to have those hits out of the game, take it up with the league. I'm of the opinion, I think any contact to the head whether it was incidental or not should be penalized um, you know maybe you adopt the iahf rules with the angel is never going to do that so again it's a waste of time talking about that and you know i'm excited for that series you know can new york dethrone the defending champs can and outplay vasilevsky you know until someone beats vasilevsky four out of seven times i am not going to take other most of the other teams seriously i think colorado can maybe do it the rangers though you know we'll see you know it all comes down to potentially in point Plays in this series, he's been banged up with an injury since the um, this Toronto series. He's had a week and a half off to rest. You know what we'll see if he'll be in the lineup. Um, but again, you know, again, kudos to the Rangers. You know, they may not be you know the flashiest team, but you know they remind me of the 2017 Penguins. They have a lot of high end talent. They got good PDO right now. Matt Murray in 2017 was 9.37. Shestirkin in this past series was 9.50. And yeah, you know, I'm not comparing the two goalies, but I'm just saying. You know, both their goaltenders in that run for the Penguins and and this for the Rangers have played at a very high level. And the Penguins special teams in that cup run were really freaking good, as are the Rangers right now. Penguins also got badly outplayed at 5v5 during those playoffs. The Rangers have done that here as well. But you know what? Again, they shouldn't apologize to anyone. At the end of the day, they're here. Other teams are not. And they are a few steps – they are a lot of steps ahead in their rebuild. So um, at the end of the day, you know – yeah, you know, p- p- you know if for all the y'all that are listening, you can hate watch the series all you want. Hope for the Rangers to lose. You know, I'm just gonna hope for a good series between two uh, pretty good teams. So you know, The Rangers have a lot of great high end talent that are fun to watch. Um, and you know, it was let's see, can this can this team of all teams, you know, take down um, the dragon here or slay the dragon? I should say uh, my predictions overall: Avalanche in six. Um, that, though that could change if, uh, Darcy Kemper's out and I would, I'm going to take the bolts in six. I was going to go five, but I'm like, I don't think Shostorkin going to uh, lose four out of five games. So I'll say bolts in six. I, I really like how Tampa's playing right now. Um, this is going to be obviously an even steeper challenge for the Rangers to win. Um, I do like for us to have a Tampa Bay Garden final, but you know, let's just watch this get a uh, St. Um, St. Louis Edmonds in New York now, um, but that'll do it for this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. this episode. I'll have another one on June 1st, of course, to start the new month. So I hope you all have a great rest of your evening and I will talk to you all on Wednesday.